Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Dave. And we also have a special guest with us on the line as well. Dave is in Buffalo, Missouri, remotely uh, yet again because he's a busy, busy man working and serving for the Lord and his church and everything. And so also on the line, we've got Wes Scroggins. And how are you doing this evening, sir? Just fine. How are you? Doing all right. I guess it's Dr. Wes Scroggins, and we'll get to your introduction here in just a minute. But thank you for coming on and uh, giving us um, a little bit of your time. I know we know that you're a busy guy, and so we want to get right in to glad everything. To oh, yeah, we're glad to have you. So anyway, um, just to sort of uh, introduce what we want to talk about tonight, um, it's another episode that we want to talk about the topic of abortion. It's a big issue, as always. and um, uh, we've, I think on the, see, this is a, probably our third, this is our main topic of the episode uh, time. So we've had Jeff Durbin on from End Abortion Now. We've talked with Kevin Myers of Abolish Abortion Missouri. Um, and he's actually the one that uh, tipped Dave off on uh, Wes uh, to talk to him. So um, thank you, Kevin, for uh, hooking us up with Wes on that. Um, but the thing is, is this is not just talking about the general generalities, I guess, of abortion and the whole issue of pro-choice, abolition, um, pro-life type of things. But uh, now it's here because in the state of Missouri, we were, I was uh, tipped off by a buddy named Josh Jenkins. He's the elder at Hope Baptist Church here in Springfield. And he went online a few days ago to talk about a house bill that's in our um, our state capital. Um, hopefully it'll get talked about. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. It is hitting home and we are believers in Jesus Christ who saves people. Um, we believe in God who has created all people. Our, all people are made in his image, even the ones that are in the womb. And that's what we want to talk about tonight because we as Christians need to fight for this. We need to preach the gospel and be there for people um, in their sin and bring them uh, into our church communities as they get called to come to life. So anyway, um, with that said, Dr. Wes Scroggins, um, if you could just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, so we can get to know you and what who you are, what you do, and uh, what you're doing with uh, um, this whole abolition or pro-life stance on uh, the abortion issue. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, gentlemen. I, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. Um, you know, a little bit about me. I am um, married to a, a lovely woman. I have four kids and four grandkids. And I, uh, I, I'm a professor at Missouri State University in Springfield and live um, on a small farm out um, to the southwest uh, of, of Springfield a ways. And uh, have gotten involved with uh, State Representative Mike Moon in um, the abolition um, of abortion issue. And so uh, Representative Moon and I uh, uh, came together back in, um, well, late spring, summer last year and began, um, you know, kind of working on a, a movement, so to speak, to um, you know, abolish abortion in the state of Missouri. And what that has finally 
and resulted in at this point is um, House Bill 2285 that um, that I believe that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and that uh, is uh, was filed back in January in the in the Missouri House. And uh, basically, what it is, it just uh, it's an abolition bill that abolishes abortion. If passed, will abolish all abortion in the state of Missouri. Mm. That's that's awesome. Well, Dave, do you have anything? Yeah, um, I just want to begin. You know, again, uh, Doctor Scroggins, thank you so much. It is so good to be able to know that you've got access to someone who has put some legs behind HB two two eight five, and so. Uh, I also just always want to clarify for individuals who listen to the program or maybe people who are just visiting the program, listening to it for the first time, uh, what is the difference between abolishing abortion and pro-life or the abolitionism and pro-life? And and why is that even important to understanding HB 2285? Okay. And that's an excellent question. And um, the way way I answer I, I think the answer has already been given right here um, on on the show. Uh, it was said just a little bit earlier that we are believers in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and that we believe that all uh, people are created in the image of God and that uh, you know all human life is is sacred. And that I, I believe is a big difference mm-hmm. between those that call themselves abortion abolitionists and and pro-life. Um, you know, the abolition movement basically says, you know, the word of God, um, you know, says that, that all, all, uh, all life is sacred. We are created in his image and that abortion is wrong. It, you know, child sacrifice is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the only, the only, you know, proper uh, response to abortion is to end it. Um, yes. Totally. Totally. Whereas the pro-life movement has has not taken that position. You know, the pro-life movement has worked now for 40-some years very incrementally to, you know, through government to try to to regulate abortion. And and that's that's what it does. I mean, it it basically tolerates abortion as long as it's regulated in, in, in some way. And uh, for the abolitionist, that, that's an unacceptable you know, position. I mean, um, the only acceptable position in, in, in the light of God's word is to put an end to it, uh, period. Yeah, yeah. And so, no, you know, people really need to, oh yeah, I was just going to say, people really need to understand that there are more than just two fronts in this uh, conversation because you, you know, you see in the media, you see more of this uh, pro choice, pro life and, mm-hmm. you know, really are us abolitionists are getting just uh labeled pro life. And it's like, no, we're not, no. we're not that at all. And right. so, you know um, I guess if you could articulate it in such a way for uh, anybody who's listening, um, just kind of like in a nutshell, I know that you just explained some stuff, um, but what, should somebody, when they're watching TV or they're watching people, hearing people speak about this issue, um, splitting the difference between pro-life and abolitionism, um, what are those just few things to look for when, or whenever they're talking, whenever you see things happening? Just, in a, just reiterate, articulate in a nutshell um, what that hair split, it's not really a hair split mm-hmm. difference, but you know how, how, how they can tell the difference between an abolitionist yeah, and a pro-lifer. Yeah, that's yeah. a great piece because I yeah. hear people ask a similar question and get confused. 
Okay, right. Um, and I, I think the, the key difference is, is that for the abolitionist, abolitionists, they are going to bring, they're, they're going to stand on God's word. Yeah. They are going to bring, you know, biblical principles, um, you know, to bear on this issue. Um, you know, basically, again, that the word of God says that this is an evil, it's a sin, and therefore, you know, it, it it has to stop. And so the abolitionist is going to stand on the word of God and bring the word of God into, into the debate and into the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the pro-life movement oftentimes is not going to do that. Um, you know, they are going to seek to, you know, to, to compromise, uh, to make concessions and, and mm-hmm. to compromise with, with magistrates, you know, in order to regulate abortion and to, in some way, incrementally try to take small steps maybe towards someday ending it. Um, yeah. Again, the abolitionist says, no, it must end now, immediate. Yeah. Yeah. And so HB mm-hmm. 2285 is a piece of legislation yes. that's been put forward and it's going to be voted on when, by the way? Well, right now it's not scheduled for a vote. Um, House Bill 2285, um, sponsored by State Representative Mike Moon, is, um, again, it was filed back in in January. But as of right now, it um, has got a first and a second read on uh, the floor, but it has not been assigned even yet to a committee. And that's, you know, kind of how the process works. A bill will be assigned to a committee. Uh, it will be heard in that committee and there will be a hearing. And then if it's passed out of that committee, it goes then back to to the full house. So we've not even, you know, got it into committee yet. Um, so we we need to, to make some progress very, very quickly on moving this thing forward. And so what do we do to get it into committee? What can we do? As people from Missouri, even people maybe who are outside of the state of Missouri, like, what can we do to see this get into committee so that it can get on the floor? Okay. First, I mean, first and foremost, people have to call their state representative. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the the chamber that it's in right now is in the House. And we need other state representatives, Christian men and women, to get behind this. And so, uh, you know, call your state rep. And ask them to get behind House Bill 2285. Ask them to publicly support it in the legislature. Okay, so so ask their state representative to be proactive in, in, in supporting this in the legislature and then take steps to to see that the, the those responsible are, you know, move this on, get it assigned and move it on into committee. And I, I'm not for sure if that's the Speaker of the House who is responsible or, or someone else, but but these reps know who that person is. And um, they start, uh, they need to start, you know, asking those people to move this thing forward. All right. And uh, so, you know, if that's, if that's what we need to do, um, what are the ways of contacting these people? Well, I, I think the best way to do it is by uh, number one in person. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're in the state capitol, and and we're going to be on Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. February nineteenth, this coming Wednesday, we are going to have an abolition rally uh, in the rotunda in the state capitol building, 
And we are going to begin. I'm, I'm really hoping that, that people, um, will show up maybe around about one o'clock and we're going to have some materials that uh, we are going to take, um, to the offices of the legislators and, and give to them that explain um, you know, the abolition um, position that explained the lesser magistrate doctrine and, and the doctrine of interposition. Yeah, and right. so we're, we're going to begin there. And then from about uh, 2.30 to 5, 5.30, we are going to have a, uh, a rally there in the rotunda that, where we'll have some speakers and music. And so, you know, in person is good. A telephone call is, is good. Um, you know, but if you can't do those things, certainly an email mm-hmm. uh, will also, um, you know, will also get through to them. Yeah, or just do all three. <laughs> yeah, know. do all three. Yeah, do I all mean, three. Um, yeah. that's what we need. We we need we 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 need the people of God to to begin, you know, to get in the game and and to uh, you know, to get involved. <clears throat> Those who are wanting to go on Wednesday, could you give them some directions like, I mean, literally, let's say someone's just hearing this, they're in Springfield or maybe they're in Jeff City. Uh, what is the plan? You said one o'clock meeting in the Rotundra. Um, do you uh, any mm-hmm. other directions besides that that would be critical for people to know? Uh, well, be, again, you know, just uh, come to the state capitol building. If okay. you want to to help us lobby uh, the state legislators, uh, then then around one o'clock, I'm, I'm hoping to get started with that, and I'm hoping to have you know a team of people that we can just kind of get into some smaller groups. And we can hit all of the the legislator offices mm-hmm. within you know a period of about maybe you know an hour and fifteen minutes to an hour and a half. And again, we will have some some materials, a CD, um, and um, some books to to give to them. And then you know in, in the rest of what to expect, we will meet uh, back in the rotunda about two um, thirty ish somewhere in there. We have several speakers. Uh, Kevin Myers uh, is mm. going to be one of those that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Representative Moon is going to speak. And then we've got Rusty Thomas uh, from Operation Save America, um, who is also going to be with us and going to speak a little bit. Um, we're going to sing some songs. We're going to pray, have some prayer time. We're going to pray um, over um, State Representative Moon that God just, you know, gives him courage and strength and, um, you know, in the fight. And so that's uh, that's what I can tell you about the nature of the rally. We will conclude somewhere probably around, it'll be about 5, 530. All right. And so, so now, if someone cannot make it to the rally, but can make it to help at one o'clock, you'd invite them to come. And if you someone bet. can't be there at one o'clock, but can maybe get there at two or maybe even three, having them there for the rally will be a big piece, right? Yes. Yes. Come, come and get involved and, you know, just stay as long as you can and, and, and help us, you know, do what you can do. Uh, we, we, we more than welcome you. Hmm. Yeah. We, we, we need people to, to step up and get involved. Yeah. And without like, we don't want to abuse your time by any means. Uh, but like us in Springfield, you're in Springfield, I'm in Buffalo, but mm-hmm. those of us in Southwest Missouri, who is it that we need to specifically contact? Well, contact your, your state rep in, in your district. Gotcha. Um, you know, um, so in, in, in Buffalo, for example, I'm not sure who the state representative there is in, in, in that district where you're at, but, but go to, um, you know, the, the house website 
And on the, the house website, you can, Missouri, uh, MissouriHouse.gov, I believe it is, you can find, if you don't know who your state representative is, you can look them up there by typing in, Jeff I believe, Knight. Your, your zip code. Jeff Knight. Um, okay, Jeff Knight. So that would be the person to call, uh, your, your rep. And, and again, when you, when you call them, uh, you know, ask to speak with the representative. And if not, then, then leave a message, you know, through their, through their staff. But again, just uh, encouraging them to, to get behind this, to publicly support it and help move it forward to a committee. I will be emailing and calling him here this afternoon. Uh, well, I'm sure he won't be in this afternoon. Actually, I'll probably <clears throat> wait tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Thank you uh, so much. I know you. I, I know you're working on a little bit of a time crunch. We don't want to abuse your time. Um, so, anything we need to make sure we touch base uh, on further. Oh yeah, I mean, I think yeah, yeah. Just to kind of end it, you know, is there anything? I mean, we're we're talking about uh, the political nature of things in the state. Is there anything um, more that you would say to the priesthood of believers? Um, you know that. Well, how we can and and why we should mm-hmm. help abolish abortion. Yeah, well, we we need to abolish abortion because it is the 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 righteous biblical godly thing to do. Um, it's just period. That 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 that's it. Um, it is it is the thing to do. Um, you know, get involved. That that's what we need. We we need pastors. We need pastors leading their people out. Um, instead of having, you know, just, just having church in the four walls, we need pastors leading their people to the fight mm-hmm. of the issues of the day. And we're, we're going to continue to try to organize uh, here in Missouri, uh, you know, an, an abolition movement to try to, to organize it, to, to grow it. I plan to, to get a petition put together um, that uh, I'm hoping we, we can get it online so that people around the state, Missourians, can can sign it online and then uh, it will, you know, petition the legislature to, to abolish abortion. And, um, at some point, you know, we can print those, we'll have those signatures and we can take those and we can show the legislature, uh, the legis- legislators, you know, the, the numbers of people around the state that want to see abortion ended. And so, um, you know, that is, is what I can say. We're, we're moving forward and, and we invite, uh, we invite anyone who, who will to, to join us and, um, to, to get into the fight. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Scroggins, uh, for coming on the podcast and talking about this. Um, keep serving um, as you're serving. And if there's anything that Tagurit can do to help, you know, any new information that comes up, please let us know. Um, we'll get it out to our listeners. Um, I certainly and, will. And I'm, I'm a barber, so I work behind people's heads all day and I can talk about this stuff. <laughs> so right. in, any, any sort of information that you can give us of what's going on um, up there in Jeff City, um, how this thing's moving along, give us that information. We would like to pass it on. Keep us in the loop. I certainly will do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. And again, like I said, keep serving and we will hopefully talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless yeah, you. Thanks so much, Dr. Yeah. Scroggins. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. What? Adam, it yes. is always good to get to be on the Tag Your It podcast with you. Your representative is Crystal Quaid, by the way. Crystal Quaid. And I All will right. also make sure to... 
uh, copy and paste her contact information onto the um, page here as well. And so her contact information is there as well. Man, uh, we are so thankful for the opportunity to get to support abortion being abolished. I'm going to do everything I can to get there on Wednesday uh, to be there at 1 o'clock is my plan anyways. Mm -hmm. Unless something happens, as you know, it does sometimes in pastoral ministry. But, man, I'm so grateful for Wes. Thank you, Adam, for hosting the show today. Hey, we've got a great – we've got a few programs planned for next week. We want to tip our hat to uh, what we're going to be talking about next week. Well, let's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, let's continue on this discussion here real quick because, you know, it's, it's one of those things you, we, we were hoping that we might have more time and we could have our normal uh, stretch of show um, talking about more about these issues. Um, But anyway, you know, I want to address the issue. You know, he said, we asked him, what do we need to do? And I asked, you know, I said the priesthood of believers. And so, you know, he called for pastors and, you know, yeah, Dave's a pastor. And the cool thing is being a pastor, um, you have all day to do ministry. It's not that they're sitting back doing nothing, but this is the calling of the pastor. And so Dave says he's going to be up there on Wednesday. And, you know, I'm say, you know, I'm a congregation guy. Um, yes, I do tag your it and have this ministry. Um, you know, I work and I should be doing ministry while I'm working and stuff, but you know, I, I'm tied to that to take care of my family where I do ministry in that sense. So yeah, pastors are definitely needed. Um, they need to walk in, uh, you know, consistency with the message of the gospel and doing this and going, say, going to places like Wednesday up at Jeff city. Um, but then he said he need, they, we need pastors to lead their people out of the walls and so right. the major thing that I want to make sure is we are the priesthood of believers. We are Protestants and we yes. need to what do what with our confession. What do we believe about ourselves? Peter says that we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Every time that Peter gave, even the apologetic um, passage that we always use in, in uh, Peter, first Peter three fifteen, was not directed toward de, you know, uh, academic debaters it wasn't direct, directed towards somebody with a sort of title and a job, but this was directed toward people who were being persecuted. Well, guess what? People in the womb can't jump out of the womb and protest. That's right. This is our job, and it's a job for every believer in Jesus Christ who believes the gospel and wants to fight for the gospel. So if we're just going to sit in our four walls and do nothing except for just on Sundays and Wednesdays and, you know, special occasions throughout the year, um, that's not Christianity. And that's not a Christianity that God wants to display because that's not, that's not showing the multifaceted dimension of God's knowledge as the church is supposed to be according to Ephesians. And I just want to make sure that I quote the passage that Kevin Myers, when he came on the very first time on our program and put forward Proverbs 24, verse 11 to 12, Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? We are individuals who can rescue those who are being taken away to death. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is an opportunity for us to do more than just be like, yeah, cool, Uh, awesome idea, pro-life, yay, yay, yay. 
Um, you know, the difference between an abolitionist and a pro-life person is an abolitionist will get in and do something about it. And this is an opportunity for people to get in and do something about it. And, and again, we cannot take for granted the fact that we have that opportunity to save lives, to yes. physically save lives, to hold our government accountable. They're called to protect us. I mean, when Jesus says that, uh, or excuse me, when Paul says that the government doesn't wield the sword for no purpose, that sword is a defensive sword, and our government has failed to defend those who are un, or who are indefensible among themselves. And we mm-hmm. have an opportunity to do something about it. I'm so thankful for Wes and his work to put forward this bill HB two two eight five. Man, this is an opportunity yeah. for the state of Missouri to outlaw the evil of murdering children in the womb. And yes. so we cannot, uh, we cannot um, look uh, overlook this. Yes, and I mean, like the the whole the whole debate is, you know, you you'll you'll talk about pro choice, and guess what? You know, we make choices in our life, and so it's, I'm not anti choice generally, but in this. I can't go out and murder people, right? So I don't have the right to choose to murder somebody. And that's the thing. So whenever we're talking about this, this is I have I am pro I am either pro choice of getting to choose between aborting or not aborting my child or I if I need to help my 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 brain anyway, my clump of cells or fetus or, you know, whatever clinical expression that helps me suppress the truth and unrighteousness about the truth of what is inside me if I were a pregnant woman. Um, you know, so it's, you're not, if you're pro-choice, it's not just talking about generally choice. And I think you see that in the, uh, in the, uh, the vitriol against people like you and me, Dave, is whenever they're, whenever they see us attack this, um, they're thinking that we're going to get rid of all choice and it's like no 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 no. we are just talking about you don't get to choose to murder a person that's right and then in the pro-life movement yeah they're pro-life and you can call it that way but we live in a reality that sin must be marginalized it must be abolished right we are to be killing our sin individually we are to be purging sin out of the world you know, well, and, and, and so and, that's that's why the government has the God-given power of the sword to what to not wield the sword again in vain against the evildoer, and they are the rewarder of doing good. But then that requires a standard. Well, you and know, whose standard are we going to do it with again? And and I think that it's so important. One of the things that I'm drawn to when we talk about. Uh, at least from me, uh, as an individual who teaches persuasion at the college level, who talks about language all the time, the pro-life movement is a nice idea. But the idea of gradually changing things that are, according to God's law, wicked and evil and against it, uh, the idea of gradually changing things, that's not good enough. Yeah. Right? We need to quit uh, – Quit even adopting their same language to say, oh, they're pro-choice. No, they're pro-murder. And what I love about abolitionism is it calls people out. It doesn't adopt the euphemisms and the doublespeak that the people at Planned Parenthood or the 
pro-choice, again, pro-murder folks want to try to put forward. And so uh, I am, again, 100% for what God's law says about life. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate standard. And that's what differentiates those who are in the abolitionist movement from those who are in the pro-life, which is actually uh, still not good enough, according to God's standard, um, where we need to be as Christians, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I'd also like to say, you know, if, you, if you're hanging back and you're going, you know, what can we do? We're just, you know, really, if you think about it, we're just marginalized uh, evangelical Christians. We're getting kicked out of the state. We're getting kicked out of these conversations. You know, you're basically stuck in despair and cynicism um, against this. You know, it could be your your uh really horrible uh <laughs> i guess uh end times right you're you're uh you might be going well you know it's it's just supposed to get worse and so i'm just going to sit back and do do nothing and let it get worse so christ comes right and then he rescues us and stuff well for one it doesn't matter um if you're a mill post mill or pre mill whatever you're still supposed to preach the gospel and and be just in your actions and and call for justice no matter if it's pessimistic or optimistic, um, the end anyway. Um, so you're still supposed to be fighting. And the thing is, is what you're doing there. If, if you are questioning, if, if we can come together and get something like this done, then you are questioning the power of the gospel itself. And that is not a good place to be. So, um, if you really believe that the gospel is the power to salvation for those who believe, Yes, it is the stench of death to those who are perishing as well, but still, it is the power of, of to life. That's and right. So, if you truly believe that that's what the gospel is, then act like it. And hey, real quick, I want to hit my, my cousin. I'm really grateful, Mark, who is actually uh, running as a libertarian for uh, Congress, again, for like the third time right. in the state of Missouri. Uh, he has asked some great questions, and I'm really grateful. Uh, have you seen them on the chat? I can I look know. at them. I've been talking. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. But I wanted to make sure that we uh, redress them because they're really good questions because I know sometimes we take for granted that everyone has heard of the abolitionist movement, uh, and it is easy for people to not understand what it is about. And so, you know, each time we get on and we get to – uh, produce the show. We get to broadcast. Uh, we don't know everyone who's getting to watch the program. And so the abolitionist movement is, again, the idea that we're going to conform to what God's law says about life and to murder a baby is, uh, again, murder. And those who murder should be treated as murderers and put to death, in my opinion, and not my opinion, according to what God's law says. But why do we say Let's get this legislation passed, but not save lives from children from FEMA camps in Texas. First thing I would say, we're all about saving children's lives in FEMA camps. Mm -hmm. Number one, those children, however, have parents that have acted illegally. And just like every single parent who acts illegally, if they have minor children, uh, if you, if I were to steal a car or to rob a bank or to shoot, shoot someone myself, my children would be impacted by my sin. And mm -hmm. so, man, we have compassion for every one of those children who are in the FEMA camps. We don't want them there. Their parents have done evil. And because their parents have done evil, unfortunately, as a result of that sin, those children get placed in those camps. But what we can do is, as law-abiding citizens, 
encourage our government, demand that our government make those camps for those children equitable and reasonable and healthy. We have to hold our government accountable for taking care of those children Mm -hmm. who actually get impacted by their parents breaking the laws of our land. And so I've never heard a Christian say, let's make sure that those kids are in prison because their parents broke the law. In fact, I would say Christians, and in fact, I know Missouri Baptists even sent individual groups, uh, part of our disaster relief have gone to the border to try to take care of those children that are down there. So no, Christians are all about that. You want to jump to, jump well, to yeah, the next question? The, by the next way? one, yeah. Why does the church stand up for the right to life, uh, but once the baby is born, neglects it and blames the single mother for being so irresponsible to have a child out of wedlock? Well, the thing is, is that's what we need to find out. Our churches not being churches. Yeah, amen. And, you know, so this is, this is kind of uh, where the association, you know, denominations um, can help is we need to we need to root out sin that's that's what we're saying but we can't say well because you can't do this let's just murder people yeah we, right on. you're basically trying to be like well because of sin over here um we can't really worry about you know, we just kind of have to live in this tension and all that kind of stuff and not a uh, clear house or whatever and you know basically we can't demolish idol you know idols in in the land um like uh Josiah did you know, and and so we can't just let sin over here help give us that reasoning to neglect sin that we can work on over here. Um, but yes, um, we should stand up for the right to life. We should see churches. Um, that's that's kind of what Christ saves us to is is people. We're people that are saved by grace from utter total depravity. Um, we've realized um, who we were and who we are now in Christ, and so. Um, I, we just talked about this at uh, last week um, in, in the sermon, how we sh- how we're to view um, each other in Second Corinthians five. We are new creations. We don't know Jesus anymore by an earthly um, perspective, and we don't know each other um, by an earthly perspective anymore because we know each other from the heavenly perspective. God has declared us righteous now, and so we're to view each other righteous now. And so if we see churches neglecting their people, their single mothers, um, neglecting kids, then they need to, they do need to be called out. But that doesn't, that doesn't say that Christianity is wrong. Uh, doesn't say anything about that. It just says that people are sinners and they need to be called to repentance, which is the whole point of living so the Christian a few life. So that I want to also get on about that is number one, anytime someone is going to say to the abolitionist, well, why don't we do more to help with childcare? Well, why don't you do more to help with the kids who are being abused? Hey, guess what? You don't go to a doctor when you, uh, you don't go to an eye doctor, right? When you have uh, a, a problem with cancer and then get mad at the doctor who's fixing your eyes because you have problems with cancer, right? Look, we can only deal with certain issues one at a time. Uh, this is an issue that needs to be dealt with. We are doing things as a church. Uh, I don't know my analogy completely connected there, but look, that's beside the point. Life is sacred. We need to stand up for those who are without a voice. Mm-hmm. We are certainly doing that. Can we do better at, again, helping with foster care? Well, again, I would just look at the amount of foster care and the amount of children's homes that are sponsored by Christians. That's occurring, right? 
Yeah. We're doing something about this. We're stopping children from being murdered, right? Yeah. Uh, that does not mean that we are somehow being negligent in trying to help with foster care. Um, just because you say, hey, oh, there's a problem over here with foster care doesn't mean that we're actually not solving for a problem that is murdering children. Yeah, and that, I mean, these, these arguments are just generalizations. And I mean, they're, they're good questions to be asked. So it's not horrible, but if you're going to utilize them with the vitriol of just going, I'm going to find whatever it takes for that person to shut up and say, shut up there saying, stop murdering babies. And so I have to go over here and I have to go over here and I have to make this generalization and this generalization. Well, the thing is, is here's, here's the one thing to really, to tell people you're so, so you're saying like Christians aren't doing this because you're not seeing it being done, right? You're not seeing the church um, taking care of the babies. You're not seeing this and that and this and that, right? Well, the one thing is, is you're saying that you're not seeing something done by people whose their book tells them to, to, to not let their right hand know what their left hand is doing. So if they're doing it right, they're not out there in the street going, look at me, I adopted baby, uh, a baby, well, you know? And so the, so the thing is, is just because you don't know what the church is doing doesn't mean that they're, they're not doing it. And so this is the, that's just the vitriol. That's just the prejudice in the argumentation. So it's not even, you know, rational argumentation. Agreed. Agreed. Right on. Uh, and look, I want to state very clearly for the atheist who says to the Christian, well, why aren't the foster home is doing more? Why aren't there more Christians adopting people? There's actually some validity in their argument, right? Mm -hmm. We do yeah. need to do more for God's, uh, for the uh, image of God that is created in, in each of these individuals. We certainly can always do more. Thank you. You're right on about that. Yeah. But the problem is, when the atheist asks that question, they're just begging the question because they don't have any reason to affirm why the five-year-old kid has any more value than the three-week-old fetus, according to their words, but the three-week-old yeah. three uh, unborn child. There's no difference between them, according to their worldview. And so what does it matter either way? Um, it really doesn't. They're going to be inconsistent. So. Yeah. yeah my mind is on that yeah and so, i mean we can, we can go down the rabbit hole all evening you know talk about you know since uh since your buddy is a libertarian you know we can talk about you know why can't the government just let us make contracts you know without interfering to where it's just like if there's like if i went to an abortion mill and i went don't kill your baby and she comes out and i go i will take your baby let's just let's make a contract right now you know, yeah. without any government interfer interference, I don't have to like dump my bank account just to the government to give me permission to take in a baby that's a, that just you know almost died. It got murdered, you know. So you know, so there's there's lots of stuff that that is broken and stuff, but we still can't utilize. Well, because this is broken, because this is abused. Therefore, we will just murder babies until that gets fixed. That's called a hostage situation. These are people, <laughs> and they're yeah. being murdered. And you know that, that's the whole thing about this debate is they know it's murder, and they don't care, and they're just grasping for any sort of straw that they can pull out to basically yell about it. And when it comes down to it, they hate God. They that's hate right. his design. They hate his law. 
And that's right. so that's what makes them mad. So it's one of those things that they might not even be mad at you. They're mad at God. You know, the Israelites were mad at Moses, but what did God say? They're not mad at you. They're mad at me. And what did Christ say to us? They're going to hate you because they hate me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, that's, that's just the way it works out. Um, you know, that's the baseline issue in, in, in the thing. But, you know, they're just, it's going to cause absurdity. It's going to cause arbitrary lines to be shown on both sides. And so, you know, we can't be pro-life because then we end up arguing like the fool and becoming like them. And that's why the pro-life, pro-choice movement has locked horns the way it has. This is why we need abolitionism. That's right. That's right. So. Well, brother, um, thank you so much. I am grateful that you allowed me to be able to record the program remotely with you. Oh, no. I allowed you. Always a blessing. Uh, what's that? I allowed you. <laughs> you allowed me. Did yes. I say you allowed me? Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you allowed me. It was a blessing uh, to be able to do that. We're grateful for Wes and him being on yes. the program. Adam, I'm so thankful for all the hard work you do with uh, with the podcast. You're an amazing producer and an amazing co-host. Couldn't thank God enough for <laughs> you. And for all that you're doing um, to allow me to get to, to partner with you in this way. Um, we're excited. We've got, uh, we should have three more programs next mm-hmm. week. Yeah, let, yeah, um, yeah. Now I'll, is a good time to speak about those programs. What do we got, Dave? And I will be in studio with you next week is the plan, unless something really majorly bad comes Lord, on. But we'll just say Lord have, willing. Uh, that's right. We'll have Coyle Neal on mm-hmm. to talk about critical race theory and intersectionality as we continue to discuss that concept on the podcast. Uh, likewise, we will be doing uh, a program as a response to some of the Ear Biscuit or Good mm-hmm. Mythical Morning programs that have talked uh, about both Rhett and Link losing their And faith. so with that uh, one, that means, real interesting. that means something's coming up we haven't done in a while, and that's Precept right. What's Up! So we'll uh, right, get man. back to that, right? <laughs> and then hopefully we'll get an opportunity to touch base with our friend Sonny Hernandez, who will be debating, mm-hmm. and Adam and I will be co-moderating his Best debate seats in, in the house, buddy. On the 14th of March. Uh and uh, hopefully he'll be able to call in and we can talk a little bit about yeah. that debate and what's going on there. So all good stuff. Really look forward to getting to not only prep, but work with Adam on these things. And uh, we uh, are still working hard on our paper on podcasting that we'll present at the end of March. And it's getting closer. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. We need it. We, we need it. We, we, there's been some good writing going on on it, by the way. Uh, Adam. Uh, Travis has been doing some awesome work. I've added a little calm theory stuff in, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. So you'll, you you get a chance to look at it. You'll, you'll enjoy where it has gone so far. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a a good episode to wrap up. We will talk about these things again. Um, I've, you know, I'm sure we'll have Wes on again. We'll have Kevin on again. Um, You know, if something heats up, it'd be really awesome if, if we um, in Missouri can heat this so much up to where we can get uh, uh, Jeff Durbin and those guys up here to um, doing apologia work because right. it gets to that point to where it gets that attention. Because I know that they're in uh, Oklahoma right now doing the same thing, uh, ah, pointing yeah. out the ho- the holes because apparently there was uh, somebody in the um, legislature that actually, because the bill was going forward pretty darn good. And this pro-life guy 
ends up squashing it. So they're, they're all over that, but it wouldn't be awesome um, if we could get that bill as a state to a certain point where we can find other people um, come up here to fight with us. And instead of seeing um, it just be a state issue, but they see the church across America in action, um, you know, saying stop killing babies that would be that would be awesome so maybe we can get jeff durbin and those guys up to come on the show talk about abortion now um but yeah this will be a continuing uh theme on uh tag you're it as long along with um with the uh critical race theory stuff um that will be uh going on those are two major things we want to deal with pretty much yeah. all year so especially with the presidential uh de- debates and the election coming up these are two hot topics that we need to understand before going to the polls as informed citizens um, that vote to the glory of God. Right. Man, I imagine that we'll have like, we'll spend a lot of time on the critical race theory stuff. Cause yeah. we still haven't even responded to the presidential debate, like, um, and how we saw the critical race theory going on there. Like yeah. why that was such an important thing. Yeah. So, I'm sure. And, yeah. There'll be another one that we can hit up too. So sure. Yeah. Well, brother, I will let you go. Uh, thank you, Adam, so much for all you do, brother. Such a pleasure to get to serve beside right. you. And, well, uh, let's let's end the show then uh, the, right, the right way before you leave. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for uh, being part of Tag Your It um, live tonight if you're on there. And if you have downloaded this podcast, we thank you so much. And we uh, pray for you and that you would hear these things that you would believe these things and that you would act out consistently with those beliefs um, that God has revealed to us. So um, with that said, um, I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And this is the Tag Your It Podcast solely. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.